Hey there, welcome to this week's episode of Midlife AF. This week we're going to be talking to my beautiful friend Amy Armstrong from the business Drive It Wet. Amy and I met in 2020. We both found our freedom from alcohol using the This Naked Minds alcohol experiment, which I've now adapted to my own signature program, the Aussie Alcohol Experiment. So we talk a little bit about our experience there. And we also talk about Amy's work as an advocate for and what she does in terms of alcohol-free drinks um, and how the use of alcohol-free drinks whilst acknowledging that for some people that they can be triggering and if that is you, then absolutely treat them with caution. But for many, many people, the use of alcohol-free um substitutes replacements and just you know also alcohol free drinks that are not replicants of um an alcohol type of drink you know how important they can be for people's journeys but also how important it is in terms of inclusion for people who are especially starting out in their new alcohol-free life and with all of the social conditioning that we have around what it means to be a person who is struggling with alcohol and even though we know in our cognitive brains that there is absolutely nothing wrong with anybody having a problem with alcohol and that alcohol is the problem and the person is could be anybody can become um, addicted to alcohol because it is an addictive substance. But even though we know all these things, there's still a stigma in our society, which we are working so hard to try and get rid of. But for some people, and particularly if people are worried about making other people feel uncomfortable or just being different, you know, and some people are not ready in their journey yet to necessarily have some of those trickier conversations around there. Being able to pick up and have a drink, which makes you feel like you're part of stuff, that makes you feel like you're not doing something different, that makes you feel like you're part of the crowd, that you don't have to have difficult conversations, can be so important. And how vital it is, the work that Amy does in her business, advocating for and normalizing the use of alcohol free drinks in um retail in restaurants in hospitality um in the workplace as much as you know really becoming an expert which she has our country expert in um non-alcoholic drinks so much so and she'll tell us about this that she went and judged an award ceremony um over in London but I won't talk about it anymore and I'll hand us over now to the beautiful Amy my dear friend and fellow sober person um from Drive It Wet you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore 
for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships, and navigating this thing called midlife alcohol-free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you saying, it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. It's very nice to see you, my friend. Very nice to see you. Amy and I are joining you from our cars in the car park. Why are we doing that, Em? <laughs> because we made an arrangement to do Instagram lives together and then we decided to meet up and do them together next to each other and then we realised that that wouldn't work in the Instagram live format and so we're now in our cars in a car park in Brighton. We're <laughs> <laughs> such smart women. <laughs> Tech you know, savvy. Problem solving. Problem solving. <laughs> so here we are. My beautiful friend Amy, and we were just talking in our car about how wonderful this community is and how lucky we are. Um, I was referencing a neurodiverse uh, podcast that I had been listening to, and we were it, in there that was saying how quickly it's it's not it is it we're able to kind of when we meet our people um, really relate to them very quickly by getting into deep stuff about our lives rather than skirting around the surfaces. And I think that's definitely true for people working in the service space, people in the service space. Um, so we were just reflecting on that this morning. And mm -hmm. Lucy, um, Amy is, for me, has been incredibly welcoming. Um, and we both met in 2020, July 2020, in a chat room with the lovely Sammy Wilson, um, during the Club Sober, Club Soda, uh, I can't even remember what it was, but it was a global mindful drinking. It was their online, it was their online like COVID safe festival. That's right. That's right. And yeah. it was awesome. And I was a new, 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 new alcohol free baby because I'd only just stopped drinking like a month before. That's right. And I was not far behind you because I stopped in January. And I just finished training as a This Naked Mind coach. And we've kind of known each other on and off since then, haven't we? Yeah. And I will talk a little bit more about Amy's inclusivity, but Amy's always been incredibly inclusive um, with people in the sober community and opening and welcoming and just a wonderful human being. So I'll invite up my tires. <laughs> I'll invite the beautiful Amy to talk about herself, her journey, her business. Mm -hmm. um, and we both um, went through the this naked mind alcohol experiment, and that's how we found our freedom from alcohol. And so we will talk a little bit about that as we go along as well. Amy, I'd yep. love to hand over to you to introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about your journey and your business. Yeah, well, um, I guess my I won't go into too many <laughs> rotten, rotten old stories, but my journey was um, total booze hound, very much like a weekend binge drinker um, and had been for a long, 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 long time. 
like total party girl. I'm, I am mega, mega social, still am. Probably I'm a lot more social now than I was even when I was drinking because now I don't <laughs> feel guilty all the time, which is a bonus. Um, but things kind of, well, things kind of escalated for me after I had my daughter who's now six. I feel like um, I had a mega identity crisis when I had her as a new mum, like, I'm never going to be able to go out again. I've lost my life and it's never going to be the same. And I thought everything was over. uh, And that, yeah, all of my partying days were behind me. And so then as soon as I could start drinking again, I mean, even when I was breastfeeding, I was one of those nightmare people when I was breastfeeding. I had like the the calculator and I was like, well, I can have like one and a half drinks in this little window and I'll be all right this little window and my dri- my rule was like if I'm safe to drive I'm safe to breastfeed <laughs> yeah uh, I, hear you. I hear you sister I was similar mm-hmm. so I had that the ca- that calculator going but then as soon as any window of opportunity opened I was like yeah you know all the all the wine all the time anytime I was away for work um I had my relationship at the time was quite, um, I didn't really realize it, but it was quite controlling. So anytime yeah. I was away from the home, I was like, okay, 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 okay. like just, yeah. I'd just obliterate, obliterate myself all the time. I just like completely lost my off switch. Like it was just yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that, that's nothing special to me I mean so many people it's the nature of the beast isn't it that's alcohol yeah. like you have a couple and all all, all well-intentioned plans go out the window, out the window. Mm. um but like it was to dangerous levels and I ended up in hospital like at least three times like in emergency I broke my arm when I had a one-year-old because I was squ- <laughs> squatting in a bush <laughs> I'm in a bush wee on the way home from Bruce Springsteen I fell and broke my arm, couldn't get my <laughs> pants up. It's a total oh. nightmare. Oh, my God. Um, I so many things. like. <laughs> but I never, it was always like, oh, that, that was an accident. That could happen to anyone. It wasn't even yeah. the alcohol's fault. It was always like, eh, you know, it had nothing to do with it. It would have happened anyway. Um, so that, there was really like hardcore social drinking going on for quite a few years and then I think a lot of resentment started building in my relationship so I was kind of drinking to escape that and then getting really angry when I was drunk and then that was like making it was like a cyclical thing where that was just making it worse um and then during lockdown everything really escalated um, my anxiety kicked in big time with not being able to go anywhere and I got put on antidepressants Yeah, and the antidepressants said, don't drink Yeah, when you're taking these. So I was like, okay, that's merely a suggestion, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So I kept drinking and I was just like, it just made the alcohol so much more potent and I was going off a ledge into a black hole after six drinks. Yeah. Every time. And I was unwell. I was like spewing really quickly. It was just awful, but it, it mm. didn't stop me. It was like, now I'm a cheap drunk. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bonus. I don't need to buy as much booze. <laughs> um, but it just got to a point where I was like, 
I was drunk and angry and just, I was so sick of myself and I just, there was no positivity in it, in it anymore. And I just sensed that I'd completely lost control. Uh, yeah. And I wasn't enjoying it anymore. No. Um, and I just happened to have a very fortuitous conversation with a girlfriend in New Zealand who had done the alcohol experiment, wanted to talk to me about it for some random reason. It was just like a perfect alignment thing. And she told me about it and she was like, if you stop drinking, you can have the best of both worlds. You can do all the things that you want to do and you don't have any of the guilt and you're present in the moment and you'll actually enjoy it more. And it's totally changed my life. And I was like, oh, because I tried to give up many times. I tried moderating. I'd been through yeah. counseling. I'd done all the things and none of it ever worked. And it was like, right, I have to have a line in the sand here. And yeah, I'm like, right, I'm going to give this alcohol experiment a go. Went out for a long lunch. <laughs> I was blackout drunk by 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. Prep, prep, preparing. Yeah. Had last hurrah. <laughs> and then that was it. And I woke up the next morning. I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what I did. Yeah. Don't tell me what I did. I'm done. And that was it. And then started mm. the alcohol experiment. And I have not looked back. Looked yeah. back. It was just an instantaneous, like, it was just like a switch that got flipped and as soon as I started learning the methodology behind it and the just the science and the rationale and yeah. all of it I was just like what? It, it was like I'd been brainwashed it was like what have I been doing all this time what have I, yeah uh, and 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 out of that like I I mean it wasn't necessarily easy but out of that I just um sort of got on a roll with it I joined as a mentor in you know, subsequent experiments and just really enjoyed being in that community. I found yeah. community to be such a big part of it because um, you just, you'd feel like you're not alone in it at all. You're surrounded yeah. by all these people who are feeling exactly the same yes. things as you are and do, you know, going through the experience at the same time. And I, I loved that and I wanted to be able to support other people in that. Um, so yeah, I just stuck around in those communities for as long as I could and, um yeah even now like I mean I've been through some horrifically stressful things so that was June yes. of 2020 I've been through like so much shit in that two years or whatever it is and yeah. like on the odd occasion I've been like oh maybe it'd be yeah maybe it'd be a good idea to have a drink now and just avoid what I'm going through but just yeah. the science they just boom things just drop in it's like you know it's not going to help you know, and everything's going to be there in the morning and you're only going to feel worse and and I just have that ingrained in me now that yeah, it's not even yeah. an option. Yeah. But yeah. the good news is I'm not missing out on anything at all. No. My life no. is better now than it ever has been, ever. That's exactly that, that, isn't it? It's like a big lie, isn't it, that we've all been, we've all kind of been tricked into believing that it's the elixir of life and... Mm. It's not at all. And what were the, when you did the alcohol experiment, what was, can mm. you think of like a couple of the things that you learned in there that were big sort of, did you have like an aha moment while you were going through it? Uh, my, one of my biggest ones that's really stuck with me is her Band-Aid analogy. So that um, using drinking for stress relief or avoidance is like putting a Band-Aid over like a weeping wound. Yeah, like it's going to cover it up for a minute, but the yeah. wound keeps bubbling away underneath, and it's only going to explode and and be so much worse in the long run. That that one was that I always 
that always just sticks in my in my mind. Yeah. But just like the sleep stuff's kind of arbitrary to me. I'm not like mm. that doesn't bother me. It's more like the confidence stuff and the knowing that you have the inherent ability in you to do all the things that you think that alcohol is giving you all That's the right. things that you think alcohol is giving you uh it's actually taking away yeah and once you remove it and you have to do all the things sober and then you realize oh i can actually do all of these things and i am like a lot stronger and more confident than what i ever gave myself credit for like when i was drinking and working i would be horrified at having to get up and speak in front of a group of like 10 people mm. and now with my work I get up and speak in front of a room of well I did like a presentation in front of 150 people the other day and like wow. it's not yeah like it's nerve-wracking but it's not yeah I would have died trying to do that yeah. when I was drinking and that's only because of the confidence that's come yeah since, since giving up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So it's that it's that what you think alcohol is giving you you've got it's you it's you mm. you can 100%. all that sober so, socializing stuff you know all the socializing stuff like i'm, I'm not going to be able to go and talk to people i'm not going to be able to mm. network i'm not going to be able to meet new mm. people it's all too nerve-wracking like none of it yeah. is true and the more you do it without alcohol the better you get at it yeah it's like a, building a little confidence muscle that's right that's right mm. and there's something mm. about reconnecting with yourself isn't there I, I felt like for me when I stopped drinking you sort of start discovering who you are and having that sort of you almost have to mother yourself or parent yourself a little bit and say you know it's going to be okay we can do this and mm -hmm. like you're holding your hand mm. your metaphorical hand yeah and yeah yeah I, I i find that a lot with myself i have to kind of go come on emma we can do this yeah it's okay. <laughs> whereas before i just used to yeah bugger off and have a drink a bottle of wine <laughs> yeah um really interesting observation and do you want to talk a little bit more as well amy about what you do for your business because i passionate about Amy's business I'm constantly talking about her recommending her to other people because when I stopped drinking I found alcohol-free drinks helpful in my journey and I'm not just talking about alcohol-free replicators you know like where we replicate an uh, um, alcohol but I'm also talking about you know the other drinks that are available out there as well um, and I found Amy and a couple of the other women in the sober community were really advocating for more representation in a number of different spaces. Mm. Um, and I know for myself, I've often, you know, called up a restaurant beforehand to say, you know, what have you got? And sometimes they're lovely and gorgeous. And then occasionally someone will just be like, not interested and a bit rude. Mm. And it makes your little heart sink. Mm. and it makes you feel sad and small and a little bit like you should be ashamed even though of course you shouldn't mm. so I wonder if you could talk a little bit about your business and why you do what you do and what you do mm. so the, I guess the core of my business my mission is to kind of connect people with the best alcohol-free drinks so that they can enjoy them not have the FOMO still feel like they're an adult when they're out having a drink 
Um, and I'm kind of approaching it in a whole bunch of different ways. So the core was, this, it all started with reviews. So I've got a website with like 160 different product reviews on there, um, which I kind of, I started because that's what I wished I had when I stopped drinking because I mm. wanted to have non-alcoholic drinks. And I was like, I don't know where to start. The ones that I've tried are pretty shit. Like I'm wasting, wasting so much money buying stuff and tipping it down the sink. So I wanted to yeah. kind of provide a platform that helped people and showed them that there was good stuff. And this is the good stuff. You go, go for the good stuff, not the shit stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, then that sort of led to once we could go out again, starting to do events. So I've, you know, been coming to Melbourne monthly and running tasting events and I love doing them because, you know, you get a room full of people all with different experiences. Some are sober curious, some are uh, not, not at all, or some are totally alcohol free. Um, and they come and they try new things that they wouldn't have tried before and they, fall in love with new drinks and just the, the realization of, of how much of an impact these drinks can have. And I should say mm. that these are not for everybody. Like yes. some people who are, um, you know, on the heavier end of the, the, the spectrum with drinking, they can be quite triggering for them. So they are something to always kind of like approach with a bit of caution. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then, then I started I was doing the events, which I'm still doing, and I'm, I'm doing corporate ones as well, which is another, like, Brilliant. great, uh, this is what I want to do more of, is doing them in workplaces, because then I'm, like, getting, catching people unawares, <laughs> yeah. who might not, might not be contemplating not drinking, but then they might try something, and they're like, oh, actually, I could uh, incorporate this into my weekday, and have alcohol-free beers during the week, instead of alcoholic ones, and, like, so get, being able to get people in, and, and show them how, just how good some of these things taste is awesome. Mm. And then I'm working very hard and I've got some good partners, partnerships happening into getting stuff into hospitality because okay. as, as I've seen the industry like blossom over the past um, 12 to 18 months and the, the products are there and the, the, the quality of what's coming out is there. The consumer, the consumer side of it's all happening. The retailers are happening. It's all booming but the hospitality side of it is is kind of what's slower and like like i i get it because hospitality is still struggling you know they've, yeah. they've been through the ringer with covid yeah no one's got any staff all of their businesses are just kind of i mean they're, they're just trying to get by so that yeah. putting on alcohol free drinks probably isn't a priority but um what i'm trying to do is make it a little bit easier for them and, and show them that the market is there um the con consumers are willing to spend money on them and there are um great venues that are, are already doing it and, sh and absolutely you know, sh doing it well and seeing reaping the rewards of it really because if you if you go somewhere and there's a drink there that's not a soft drink or a soda water it's like oh this is amazing and you're going to come back there that's right take your friends there and you're going to stay for two hours longer than you might have if you would that's stuck it stuck on a soda water yeah that's it so it's, that's absolutely it's it massive, and we go you go in no no i was just going to say i love all your events that you've done in melbourne i've tried to go to as many as possible and they're so great because they're at the victoria hotel often in in footscray which is one of my favorite places too because not only do they have fantastic um yummy yummy food but they have the most amazing alcohol-free um, drinks, drinks list. list.
Yeah. And big tip of the hat to Anthony Hammond, who's the public in there for big time. being so, you know, forward thinking and and really championing that inclusivity. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm, 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 mm. it does make such a difference. Like I speak to so many clients in my groups and they're just, you know, having that option. And again, as Amy says, understanding that for some people it can be a trigger. And if it is a trigger, if it feels like it might make you want to drink alcohol, then absolutely <laughs> avoid them and drink something else. Mm. But Stick with so your soda many, water. <laughs> that's right. And there can be, there's so many lovely alcohol free drinks that don't, um, that don't replicate and they're actually some of my favorites at the moment the ones that don't replicate alcohol there's some beautiful ones out there what are you um, liking I really like non I love etch I always love etch etch is so delicious and I feel like yeah. it really um, it really for me it's got everything because it's not sweet and I don't really like sweet so yeah I love etch and then I'm really enjoying um some bitters like I found I went to um sip and enjoy and I picked up a couple of bitters that are like kind of slightly coffee just unusual Ooh. I like an un unusual cordial if that makes sense yeah yeah because then you can have a play with it and make your own drink that's fine that's it. yeah mm. that's it and I like and mm. I'm a I love tea I love I love yeah. the tea I love the teas yeah um, so tell us more, Amy, what is the, you, you, you talk about your business, you're going into catering, you've been doing your events, you went to London, didn't you? Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? It was like the best thing ever. <laughs> it was in dreamland. Um, I got invited by an organisation called the IWSC and they are the International Wine and Spirits Competition. So that is a very prestigious alcoholic wine and spirits competition that's been going since I think the 60s and they've only had a non-alcoholic drinks category for the past three years um, and they invited me over there to be a judge uh, which was an incredible experience and I'm now I'm about to book my tickets for next year I'm also the Australian brand ambassador now so I'm going to be working um, over the next few months to get uh, Australian drinks companies are on board and entering for next year. Um, but yeah, that was an incredible experience to go over there and do two full solid days of blind taste testing and seeing where the market is in the UK and the community that's there. Uh, and, and also like the cool, cool part of it was like going in there and being sat in a, on a judging panel with, um, experts like I'm I yeah. call myself an expert but I'm you not really I'm a booze hag <laughs> and, you're and our with, expert yeah with going and sitting <laughs> with like these proper proper wine men meet people yeah. and like my opinions kind of stacking up with theirs and That's everything right. aligning and me being able to um like communicate what I liked about the drinks properly and 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 yeah it, it made me feel like oh yeah right I'm on the right track I know what I'm doing definitely <laughs> I'm not just making it up I mean, I am, Definitely. But, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm making you it up in the right way. <laughs> making it up in the right way. Well, I have to say, your wines that you recommend, I always follow. Yes. I love them. Um, yes. They are, I've like the reds that you did in your red tasting, they're mm. absolutely brilliant. And I mm. never thought, like you, that we'd find a decent red wine, but they mm. are, they're smashing. Yeah, they're they really are. good. Yeah. And whenever, 
um, Amy holds uh, an event, you know, a tasting event. She has like a, the the list, and you can write, you know, what your what your think what your thoughts were about the different um, drinks that are on offer. It's so beautifully relaxed, low key, social. Amy has a beautiful way with people, um, really inclusive. And even though she was saying she's a booze hag, she's massively knowledgeable about this area. Um, and that's why I highly encourage you to visit her website she's doing such great work and getting out you know that advocacy for us people who don't drink mm. to have some really nice options because it makes such a difference to people it yeah. can be the difference between someone starting drinking again yeah, it really it can. can it really can yeah and, yeah, and, I've had, and yeah and what's okay. important i think about what i present is that um it's interesting just watching it even in the last 12 months because you know like there's so much more available in in supermarkets and the big liquor shops and people are trying those things and having these experiences but there's like that's like you know it's one part of it and there's so much more that's available and being able to present all of those wines to people and then be like oh okay yeah okay like this is there's actually better stuff that's available. It's not just yeah. necessarily what's in front of me that, that's what's best. And there's, there's so much more to enjoy. And, and everyone deserves to, to drink the best things. That's right. We all deserve mm. to have a nice drink when we go out for a special yeah. occasion and not to be made to feel like we are on the outer, you know? Because yeah. we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not. Yeah. yeah. We're not. So I'm actually um, heading off to Sydney at 6 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> because I've got a tasting event in Sydney tomorrow night in Coogee. Oh, brilliant. Which is exciting because I don't even know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> is that the beach, that lovely area? It's, like, it's by the beach and it's going to be 26 degrees and sunny tomorrow Shut in up. Sydney. So I'm like going to have to go and buy some sun cream. Um, and... Have you still got tickets for sale, Amy? Yes. So there are still tickets for sale on my website for that. And the, and it's at a be- like the venue's beautiful, Coogee Wine Room, and it's um we're doing some lovely food to go along with all of the drinks. So the tickets for that, and then what I'm doing in my next event in Melbourne is on the tw- I think it's the twentieth of November, and I'm re- taking everything because I've done that series all year where I've done like yeah. a different category every month, and I'm doing like the best of for the year. Oh, so it'll be a big that's one. be amazing. So it'd be the, all the highlights for the year, and I'll try and get some producers there to talk about their products, which is always, uh, you know, a great, really cool. Well, it's lovely to listen to me for two hours. It's also good to hear from the makers and, you know, hear what goes into the drinks and everything. So the, yeah. even though that's not till next month, the tickets are uh, on sale for that uh, as well. Oh, that, sounds, that sounds awesome. Thank yes. you so, 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 so much. Thanks for coming on, spending time with me and these lovely people. Should we go have lunch? Us. Let's go have lunch. (laughs) Then we can be with each other rather than be in our own cars. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it worked. It worked. (laughs) We did. It was very good. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks so much, Amy, for sharing your experience with the alcohol experiment and all the ways that people can um, find you. I love her. She's amazing. And um, definitely go on her website. All right, my lovelies. What is it? What's your website, Ames? Uh, drybutwet.com.au. Perfect. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Midlife AF with Emma Gilmore. If you enjoyed it, please share on Instagram for your friends and tag me at Hope Rising Coaching. If you want to help me grow the podcast, please review the episodes for me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. If you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine. And remember to keep choosing you. Thank you.